You end up being what you think, Diane. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, like that. And uh, the wind. It's a blustery day out there, Diane. Blustery. I heard it last night. Yeah, I me heard too. the pine cones. The pine cones tumbling on pine cones. Pine cones tumbling on the roof. Oh yeah, the odd branch. So it's when a branch hits one of our skylights, man. Wow. It's all like a wow. And also, the the wind uh, was closing the window a couple of times. Because mm. at first I was like, what? I felt like somebody was in the house. Yeah, no, I've heard that noise before. And then you kind of go, where's that coming from? Uh, how would I get from the bed to the baseball bat as quickly as possible? <laughs> With the least amount of movement. Will I attack the intruder buck-necked, wielding a baseball bat? Damn straight I will. <laughs> Well, what are you going to do? Life happens all around you. Life happens all around you and you end up on a Saturday morning going, It's 8.45 a.m. Saturday, November the 11th, 2023. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. What was, the, what was the extra thing for? Uh, what was the extra? The little flourish there at the end? Uh, the little exclamation mark? little uh, heart over the eye? Yeah. I see. Something like that. And no, there was no eye. Except for the Bill eye and the Diane eye. Right. But not the show. Yep. Diane's getting all the candles lit. No fairy lights around and stuff. Around the window. It's and getting, more orange lights in the more kitchen. More orange lights in the kitchen. Orange, orange everywhere. And not a drop to drink. Over to you, Diane. It's been really? a. It's been a. What? It's been a. Uh, uh, what? It's been a radiant week. <laughs> Here in Lake Abundance. Over to you, Diane. No? Uh, Come on now. Well, well, yeah. Exactly. Our lives have been exceedingly uh, limited yes. right now. Limited and focused. And focused. Yeah. So. Uh, on purpose, uh, right. because right now I'm in radiation treatments. Uh, I'm in that phase of the <clears throat> cancer journey. Yep. I started on Monday, and this was a short week because there was a holiday. Yep. I kind of am happy about the way my my pattern is going because I I have a couple of long periods to give myself a little chance to recover um, oh you've got holidays yeah yeah in the middle in the midst of your radiation yeah so yeah, you'll get some good breaks yeah um my treatments are uh going to be 29 i four down now and as 
as my friends, it seems like the people who listen to the show would have seen that I made the paper chain. You mean the person who listens to the show? There's people. <laughs> my dear friends. Yes. Anyway, yeah. um, I made a uh, paper chain uh, because one of my my friends and neighbors who I'd go on a walk with, she was saying that a friend of hers who was going through chemotherapy had done that. And I just thought it was a marvelous idea to have with a physical... With a link for each session. Yeah. yeah. Sort of like a physical representation so you can knock it down. I, I think there's something about human nature that really needs to have that kind of we've done it, we've done it, we've done it type of thing. Yeah. Um, the uh, the setup last week was was pretty intense. I mean, the when I was first coming in just for the setup, it had been uh, uh, an hour long that I had had to stay in one position, and that was really hard. At the very end of it, I was I was really like, oh my god, I hope I can hang in here, you know, because uh, I have these issues with my arms being behind me right now because of this um, thing that happened from my surgery called cording. But but on Monday, uh, it was slightly longer on Monday. It was about half an hour than it was the rest of the week. The rest of the week, it was just 15 minutes that I went in and they've got it down now. They've got the position and I know my position better when I come into... Um, so far, I haven't had much effect except some um, little zingy nerve pain from time to time, and this from time to time, and a little bit of sunburn on my my chest from the because that's part of the deal. It's part of the deal, but, Diane. Yeah, but but so far so good, and I know that the effects are cumulative, and that's why. We are really kind of shutting down a lot of our activities. Pretty uh, hunkered. Yeah. Pretty hunkered. And I, I really don't mind it. I feel like it's the best choice right now because we are going daily to do this. And I have other appointments, and as do you. Yeah. So it just seems like this is our time to focus on our medical issues and, and just make the full um, make it our full time job right. just con concerning our health and going on walks and doing some things and speaking of which you can now walk yes I was cleared to walk this week and uh, we went for a walk yesterday was that yesterday? yeah it was yesterday uh, and it was great it got was... my new shoes got my new walking stick and uh, it's excellent so, as a result, the um, it's it's interesting how much you do shut down during times like this, just the the amount of activities that you want to commit to, uh, because you never really think about all the things that you do during a week. Yeah, and you want your usual. you know you want to have your you want to have your best energy to focus on the thing, so you don't want to deplete doing other stuff. Although I've been telling myself for several weeks that I need to go to the open mic at the Couth Buzzard. 
and read some poetry. I haven't done that, but that could I could do that one thing. I think that would be all right. I don't think that would, you know, cause me to be a bad caregiver. No. Bill's been driving me to the appointments every day, and oh my gosh, the leaves, the yeah, autumn yeah. leaves. We've getting got to drive. We've gotten to driven down. <laughs> we've drive down Meridian from two hundredths down to hundred and fifteenth to go around Haller Lake there, and uh, it's the trees are just gorgeous. It's like driving in the this tunnel of loveliness. Yeah, you know? it's. It's been a lovely, a lovely drive every day, which has been kind of phenomenal too. So, with a little more sky visible every day, as the leaves become fewer and fewer yeah. on the limbs, it's interesting to watch, and it's interesting to focus on the little stuff like leaves. Leaves are important, but and they don't get a lot of time. People don't uh, spend a lot of time on leaves. But I've always been a leaf guy, Diane. I raked them when I was a kid, jumped in the piles. I used to rake them. I never raked them with my kids and jumped in the piles. I was raked them, but I never jumped in the piles. You never jumped in the piles? No. Why rake if you're not going to jump? I liked it. I, that was a chore I really liked when my parents asked me to yeah, rake I up the leaves. raking leaves. There's just something because the smell of them. Yes. And yes. We had this big walnut tree in front of our, our house when we were living in Walnut Creek. And it not only was shedding leaves, but shedding walnuts. Mm-hmm. I didn't you like. You lived in a creek? Wait a minute. No, you that. Li- the, the, you were in the what? The, the, the town was called Walnut Creek. Oh, the creek. town had. Oh, okay. All right. Walnut Creek. Got it. And we had a walnut tree. It was it was kind of uh, <laughs> because we were getting walnuts, but it was one of those things that about every I don't know every fifth <laughs> fifth walnut was totally rotten inside. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of creepy to, to open those walnuts. I did Ooh. not like it. You didn't like it? <laughs> no. <laughs> and walnuts are tough nuts to crack, and they're tough to dig out and there's a lot of material you gotta kinda separate from the nut bits yeah the nut bits Diane but when it's all black inside oh, that's yeah. not very <laughs> ew something got in here <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do I kinda miss raking leaves yeah we don't need to do it here no I would not if I were in a, if I had a yard no. I would not have a leaf blower I would still rake yeah Yep. But it was interesting. I also am going to get a, a marvelous massage from a woman who specializes in massage therapy uh, for oncology patients. And she's just up the road from us, three minutes up the road. Bummer! And she had a gorgeous tree in front of a gorgeous oh, yeah. maple with... That's how Golden we were, leaves. We were spotting her house was to yeah. find, find the tree, but then all the leaves fell down. And in the week, we almost in between right the by. week. Yeah, it's just like, oh, <laughs> that's not her. Wait, <laughs> it is her. <laughs> Turn the car. So when the leaves come down, they 
gum down. We may we may have that same thing on our tunnel. Perhaps we had been focusing too much on the leaves, you know, kind of got kind of fell into that rabbit hole, the leaf rabbit hole. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. And our lives could have been forever lost in the leaf world, Diane, if we hadn't Ah, been shocked back into realizing that there are more things to notice than leaves. I think it's interesting to have something like this health issue during the holiday season because... um, because we have decided this year not to have, uh, not to host Thanksgiving or Christmas, and we're just going to play it by year, whether we do anything. Uh, because, from my understanding, the effects of radiation uh, are cumulative, and uh, you usually are going to feel it down the road a piece. Yeah. After a couple of weeks is what I've heard. Uh, so. You know, maybe after this next week, I will not be uh, in as... But you, dear listener, will be there. You will know. (laughs) You will have the inside skinny on the whole situation. Because so far, I haven't felt any fatigue, really. I've been, you know, I fall asleep. We both sleep more than we used to. Yeah, but that's not, from what I understand, fatigue. That's just... Falling asleep. It's just being old. But, but I, I don't feel bad about that, and I think that um, it really causes you to think about your relationship to the holidays. And I think, uh, for me, I was talking to Gary, my brother, about that yesterday because I was saying, you know, Thanksgiving was always sort of a fraught thing in our family because in our family my parents were gourmet cooks as we have discussed previously yeah and they would really do thanksgiving up but it was just for our immediate family because our extended family was in portland so we had uh we'd have the uh, turkey and my father would cut uh little pantaloons for the, you know that he would take some paper and and slice it up into um, to put on the ends of the drumsticks yeah to put on the ends of the drumsticks and and it became such a amazingly big affair oh my goodness uh my my parents would uh, my well it was my dad really who wanted us to make butterballs and butterballs like literal butterballs not Turkeys. Yeah, literal butter balls, yeah. where you take butter and you you basically take a couple of paddles and you form a pad of butter into balls. And it was not easy to do, and my dad would get real grouchy about it. Well, I would, no, you don't do that. <laughs> and I'd always be like, why are we doing this? <laughs> What is the purpose of making these pats of butters butter into balls? So then you'd have a little bowl of butter balls on the table? Yeah. Okay. Would every plate get a ball? Would you take a whole ball? My dad used to always say, we're making memories here. And I thought, this is not the... (laughs) This is not the... This is a Kodak moment. (laughs) I was thinking, 
this is not going to be my best memory of you, Dad. Yeah. yeah. You yelling about yeah. butterballs. Not doing the balls right. But, oh um, but also yeah. we would get out the china and the silver and the crystal. Yeah, and then, so we'd have the dinner, which was always great. Yeah. We'd have to dress up. Right. But it was just the, our family, you know. And just then, the four of you? Just the four of us. <laughs> yeah. And then we would have to wash all the dishes by hand yeah, and wash the silver by yeah. hand. And, and we always were thinking, my brother and I were always thinking, <laughs> what are we doing this for? <laughs> what is the purpose? Anyway. Well, sorry, Mom and Dad, but uh, that was... <laughs> Yeah, ours, our our Thanksgivings were not quite that elaborate, but it did it did bring out the china and the silver and things like that. And well, because when always... else are you going to bring it out? Yeah, and you but know? yeah, it was like that. You had to have these holidays, or what? What was all this china and, <laughs> exactly. and silver for? Um, but we'd usually have my grandparents, my mom's folks, and sometimes my aunt Cecil and Uncle Loy would be over too, and so we'd have a, a little bigger thing, but. It was always very formal around the dining room table, which was shoved up against the window with the, with both sides folded down the rest of the year, you know. And uh, I don't know. I never quite understood even that much. And we're talking about, you know, a, a piece of iceberg lettuce with a half of a peach, a dollop of Miracle Whip in the middle of the peach, and some grated Velveeta over the top. That was the. <laughs> that little, sounds like what my grandmother Shulstead used to do. Side too. salad thing that we would ha- have on the table around by each plate, and and you'd eat it, you know, and uh, the turkey and the stuffing and the and the cranberry sauce that's shaped like a can. <laughs> I don't know. I just always mm. felt because that, yeah. our occasions like that, yeah. it was that that convinced me that I did not want China, silver, right. and crystal yeah. because I just felt like, what the heck is that all about? A complete you know? other set of dishes and cutlery that you use once or twice a year? Exactly. What the heck? <laughs> and then the rest of the year, you got to store it and be careful of it and. You know, not chip anything. Exactly. It's like, yeah, you're afraid to pick up the little coffee cups. And... Anyway, I, I, yeah. uh, it made me very ambivalent about Thanksgiving, particularly because I just always felt like, oh man. And what if the turkey's too dry? And what if the, you know? Uh, yeah. 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 And for me. Um, I also felt like I, I remember this one time when my brother and I, because you know on holidays they used to have special movies come on or oh, whatever, yeah. Yeah. and my brother and I were watching Help, the Beatles movie, in his bedroom on his little TV, and we were so thrilled that we're able to watch Help, and then my dad comes in, what are you doing in here? <laughs> we need help out in the kitchen. So, so those are some of the memories. Ah, oh, yes, the Kodak moments that I have of the the time. So, yeah. uh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Diane? It's just like but you know. I have to say that I did not experience in my youth some of the situations that you hear about the drunken uncles or the the. 
people yelling at the Thanksgiving table because we didn't have other people over. So we didn't have to, to have that kind of once or once or twice in a year issues with family that a lot of people would have. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, it's people, Diane. People are the problem, you know, <laughs> don't you think? Anyway, yeah. so I was, I'm not at all unhappy about uh, not being able to do the Thanksgiving meal this year. And it's totally changed anyway, ever since your mom was, uh, because we were really doing more of the Thanksgiving with your whole family as yeah. much as we could. Yeah. And with your mom last year not being well enough to travel and not wanting to have it at her home, um, that changed. And now your mom is is uh, gone, gone, departed. Yeah, dead. So. Yeah, it's a def- it's definitely changed the dynamic of the family, like that. instantly. Yeah. It really does. So we got to figure out what's what the next phase is going to be. I thought we did pretty well last year. Yeah, and, I liked uh, last year. I hope that some of that feeling and uh, can continue. But anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the, what's hard to it's hard to look ahead to what next year will be like. Yeah, from this well, vantage point, true. we're in kind of a specialized little. Uh, um, you know, we're kind of locked in a little amber right now, just kind of doing this one thing and focusing our energies and attention to it and being ready for what it might, or trying to be ready for what uh, it might bring on. And it's a different set of circumstances and not something that you're used to, you know, how many times in your life has something like this happened? Never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a different kind of experience and you don't quite know how, ready to be and what you're what you're being ready for and you know it's all kind of mysterious and squishy it's squishy is what it is diane it has no real form or substance it's viscous well it's it reminds me somewhat of when i got hit by the car but the thing about getting hit by the car is it was a real long slog of a healing process, but you were healing and you knew where you were going. And with this, it's sort of like, it's, it's almost like a dismantling um, process, which is weird. Um, So. Well, it's kind of like MS and then it's not visible. Yeah. Externally. Like a, like a broken foot when you're wearing a a special boot that you got to wear or whatever. And so. Well, when you were talking to Alan and you asked me something, so I came up and and Alan was asking me how I was doing. And and then he said, um, you know, I, I think that it's really important, you know, that radiation therapy, a lot of people try to almost discount it, but it's really... Well, because it's not chemo. Right. Yeah. You're so grateful to not have to do chemo, but... Radiation is no picnic, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, so far it's... So far it's not been bad. It's not been bad, but... And the food's good. Diane made her soup this week, her 10-vegetable soup, which oh, is always an event. And it's an event in that for the entire day, the house smells delicious. 
the whole house. I mean, up in my, I can smell it up in my office. I'm like, oh my God, something very nice is happening down in the kitchen. And we I'm just had a sitting up here, you know. We have a contractor who does the work for our oh yeah for our condo unit condo, and he came over to talk to us about a situation we've got going on, and and he said. As he was leaving, he said, by the way, whatever you have cooking, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we ended up having a, a nice culinary uh, conversation with Tim. Well, he's, he's quite the he's a, he's gourmet a, cook himself. Oh yeah, so. He is an amazing So member. I felt like that was high praise to yeah. come from, you know, praise from the praiseworthy, so to speak. Bingo. But, Hope he brings us with that mustard, man. Yeah. <laughs> he makes his own mustard and... Said he'd bring us a jar. Anyway, yeah, we're going to be, we're also over the holidays, we're going to be having our ceiling torn out in our bathroom. Yeah. And, and in our, uh, we have a leak. Yeah, we have a leak that needs to be addressed. And, We've had a leak for some time. And our bathroom fan is going to be replaced. And, so that'll make it that much more, you know, holly jolly. And, yep. Uh, kind of, you know, very holiday feeling. <laughs> Always nice to have. Uh, construction work going on over the holidays hey. we got a house that's all i can there say. it is we got a house we're staying here <laughs> tim will just be kind of extra noise stuff going on in the bathroom we're gonna have to shower upstairs so huh? what this morning this morning when I was, because I was trying to think, what else? I mean, the, there's not a lot I can talk about. Yeah, because our because, life has very few things in it. Um, although I plan to walk again today. Although there is something that that I did, I was listening to uh, The Hidden Brain. Uh-huh. It's a podcast that Kat has turned me on to that yeah. I really like and she had told me that they had this particular uh, episode that she wanted me to listen to about changing your story um, because she felt like it was the way that I dealt with my life she said you're going to recognize the way that you live your life uh, you know by turning the story into something that is not a negative that you're not the victim and I haven't yet listened to that one but because I while I was making the soup I was listening to another one that was uh in line it was more recent but it it would go into the next one so I and it was called uh healing 2.0 what we gain from pain and I thought it was so fascinating because they were basically talking about the Norman Vincent Peale idea that whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, that that the way that you that we in our society, and I did not realize this is kind of our society, that we always think that if you, something bad happens to you that it's it's actually teaching you something or that you have to come out better in some way that it's uh and he was saying that even in like the superhero category they were talking about batman for example the painful experiences 
creating this superhero. And it was very interesting because they were talking about research that's been done on this issue and that it hasn't necessarily (laughs) made people better uh, in the ways that our society is pushing you to be better. But the, the summary, I would say, was that he was saying it can make people more compassionate to other people's pain when they've gone through things and i thought the most interesting part of that was that the other the researcher that he was talking to was from sri lanka and he was definitely talking about the difference in cultures about because in sri lanka they've had all sorts of horrible horrible things happen and they do not believe uh that those things are supposed to make people a better person so it was kind of a he thought it was very interesting when he first started studying here in the united states because he felt like wow that's that's different a different cultural Mm -hmm. concept Mm -hmm. and he said that it actually could uh, could be a detriment to people to have that idea going in that I'm going to become a better person from this situation. And uh, mainly just because it might cause them not to go through all the emotions that, they f- that they're feeling because they're always thinking about how is this making me a better person. Right. But, oh, I see, yeah. It was very interesting listening to that. I'm looking forward to listening to the one that Kat recommended, uh, which was Change Your Story, Change Your Life. I actually have a book. I was wondering if it was by the same person that was had that title. Hmm. Uh, but I actually do think that we create the stories in our lives. So to have that juxtaposed with this idea that if you're thinking that your life will somehow be better or that you'll be a better person from the pain. I don't really believe that for me. I don't feel like I'm going to be a better person after this. So far, I have not found it to be so. I don't think I have become better. No, I I think it's just that you're different. I I feel in my own case that it's uh, that you start relating like... We went to get a we we go to get a pedicure now at the Waterfront Activity Center, which is the senior center for Edmonds. Edmonds. And they have nurses who basically will cut your nails and they'll look at your feet and make sure that they're okay. And as I was sitting in there and seeing all these older people hobbling up to their I'm literally hobbling. I'm not (laughs) not being coy here uh i was thinking my gosh and here we are we are now in this age and i guess that that's what the my illness has mostly made me think is oh i'm at this age (laughs) i'm at this age where uh illness is this kind of stuff is what you do this is what you do and these are your social events and things yeah all wrapped around some kind of medical but it creeps up on you, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's just sort of like you, you feel like you're doing great. You're just like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah, and you then start to sudden... notice. I mean, you're, you're already, when you get together with 
longtime friends, you know, you're chatting along and you're talking to them and stuff like that. And somebody will say in the midst of a conversation, have you noticed that all we ever talk about is our aches and pains now? And you're kind of like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Our stories are all about, you know, our treatments and our our preventive preventative stuff. That's what stuff, I say. You know. We're at that age. Yeah. I, 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 I tell people I'm doing yoga every day and, you know, when would I have ever brought that up? Just in normal conversation. But it's what I do. It's like I spend a lot of my time or more time than I ever have before maintaining what's left of me, you know, physically or trying to. And you know, as you're doing it, that it's a loot. You're fighting a losing battle here. Pardon me, I'm gonna have another drink of coffee. But it's better than just kind of sitting in the corner and getting you boy hosed down once a week. That's good coffee. You know? Yeah. I think just folding up and folding up your tent and living in a corner somewhere. My the thrust of that bringing that up is that I really do think that the. Hidden Brain is a very interesting podcast. Uh, they have different... It's scientific research on different psychological issues and uh, fascinating podcasts. Yeah. So... There you go. That's the one interesting I thing I did as I was that's making my That's the only suit. interesting thing you've done? Well... Come on, Diane. Anyway. You and I have had these fascinating conversations like this one. So that's uh, those are events in our yeah, life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've had quality conversations with my friend Alan. Had a quality conversation with Kelly yesterday, although it was brief. You know, quality, quality, quality everywhere. Did some quality laundry for some quality people, and uh, yeah. Today's music. Oh. Um. Well, I, before we go to the music. Okay. I feel that. My experiences during the week, I don't talk about them as much because I'm kind of doing the poetry thing. You know, I, I watched a lot of uh, videos about John Berryman this week, and I found a, a recording of him giving a reading that I had not heard before and things like that. So these are the things that Bill is doing. And you know, if I've got, if I'm doing my yoga, I'll either put on some, some yoga music, or I'll put on a soccer game on my computer and be listening to the soccer game while I do my exercises. Now I get to start walking again, and walking is a substance in my life. It's like, it's like, uh, I don't know what to compare it to, but it is the ultimate reset button, and you know, just being out. I'm going. I'm going. Okay. Yeah. Okay, now you can talk about this. <laughs> I don't know. I always feel like you talk about these interesting things that you've been doing. And, you know, I've been doing interesting things all week, too, but they're all kind of off on this one little side road. So it makes me feel, what, like a specialist. I've been... Choosing the um, the music for the day, trying to base it a little bit on what's going on in the week and also what's going on in the in my journey. And what I've been doing recently is just thinking, uh, 
I wonder if I wonder what Richard Thompson would have to say about any, like about this. something. And so then I go on in this nice little exploration of songs that I, some songs I know, some that I don't know. But when I was uh, looking at the Richard Thompson songs and I saw Just the Motion, I thought, oh, man, that's a perfect song to describe what's going on right right now. Um, it is a perfect song. It is a perfect song. Yeah. And I was telling Bill this morning that I started weeping when I heard it. And, and uh, when I say that I'm weeping, it's not crying. It's not feeling sorrowful. It's just feeling touched to the heart and this song has been with me for decades and I was thinking about all the different um, times that I was in sorrow or, or distress that this song has been a comfort to me and that it is now so much a part of my bones that I can just feel like uh, I know the the message of it within me, so I don't even <laughs> don't even need the reminder. Yeah. Because through this whole process, I have not really been worried, which is a a really bizarre thing that you would be dealing with a life threatening disease. And that you just feel like, oh, okay, well, I'll sort of see what happens. But I was thinking, well, it's because of that, that um, knowledge that the worry isn't going to get you anywhere on this. And for some reason, I, the things I worry about are more when I feel like I've fallen down on some responsibility. I think that that's what causes me to, to fret. Right is if like something I've done is harming somebody or uh, I'm not going to be able to pay a bill or you know, something like that. But when it comes to this sort of situation, I'm not in control uh, of any of it. I'm my, the most control I have is just trying to follow the instructions and trying to uh, do all the tasks of this particular situation, but everything else is is in the control of my body and and the doctoring that is done and uh, my faith that I can work it through. Yeah. And so, to worry about it wouldn't help me at all. Uh, so, but listening to the lines of it this time. Um, really got to me because that that idea of knocked down a hundred times by the wind that you're that life is just this way yeah. uh, that the motion of life is always the motion and you will never escape it and I think that by this age you just recognize the um, that this is the way life is and and you or hopefully you recognize that this is the way that life is but um i was writing to a friend of mine who had never heard the song and she 
she had written said that she had once heard that mo uh, that worry is just a negative prayer, and uh, that was a really yeah. interesting thing to be presented with too yeah, this morning. Definitely. But um, Richard Thompson has been a favorite of ours for a long time. We've been very fortunate to see him in. I would say many. I I've probably seen him more than I've seen many musicians uh, in concert, other than you and Cat and Jim Page. Yeah. But of the the people who um, are outside of my circle, I think that he's probably one of the ones I've seen the most. Very fortunate. In smaller places, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I just always feel like, wow, this world-class musician. <laughs> and we get to see him in small venues. The first time I ever saw him was at the backstage in Ballard, and my brother and I were in the front row. I cannot believe that. I still remember that concert. Because <laughs> at that time, I was not as familiar with him, and, and I was just... Lord, Gobsmacked. the guy is the guy is amazing. He's amazing, and he's a great showman too. And he's funny. And this one is sung by his then wife Linda mm -hmm. Thompson, who yeah. always I just loved Linda Thompson yeah. and Richard Thompson singing together. Anyway, perfect song for this week.
It's just the motion 